What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Rebunk. My name is Scott, coming at you live from Nashville, Tennessee. And I'm very excited for this episode tonight. This is going to be a great solution-focused episode, which you know we love around here. And I want to thank you guys for, you know, I had I took the week off last week. I actually was in Virginia helping some really good friends of mine. Shout out to Paul and Catherine. Um, they were very hospitable having me out at their place. Uh, did some uh, home repairs for them. They're fixing up their house to sell. So let's everybody send them some good energy as they're about to put their house on the market and embark on the next chapter of their lives. And I will say Paul is going to be on the show on Thursday because he's amazing, dude. He's, he's written a book about how to travel the world and uh, just one of my favorite people in the world. I've been on his podcast. It's called Envisioning a Better Future. I'm pretty sure that's what it's called. But anyway, he's going to be on the show Thursday, so stay tuned for that. But um, anyway, you guys, so real quick before we get too far into it, I just want to tell you how you can follow and support the show. Right at the top here, just go to the t-shirt shop, rebunk.news. we got uh, several new designs in the t-shirt shop. Of course, everyone's new favorite, the Trump wanted for vaccine genocide with the mugshot. Yes, I did jump on the, the mugshot bandwagon here, but with a twist that's just going to, you know, wig everybody out. Everybody that sees it's going to, you know, whether on there on one side or the other, they're all going to be like, what the hell? So get your Trump vaccine genocide shirt there. And... Uh, let's see. And then the other new design brought to you by, oh shoot, hold on. I lost it. There it is. Uh, the other design. Thank you, Amanda, for being right on this. Those of you that were watching the show the other night, we came up with the show live on the air and she had it up in the shop, you know, right away. So when you comply, you die folks, you can't comply, comply your way out of tyranny. So as whatever's coming ramps up, shout it out to your friends, neighbors, people at the grocery store, at the farmer's market, let them know when you comply, you die. So don't, comply speaking of that one so this is a classic shirt that i've been wearing a lot lately um i ordered a fresh version of it well of course we got the beavis are you threatening me shirt that's like the most popular one keep in mind guys these shirts are 16 freaking dollars like if you really want to support the show like just get yourself a t-shirt it's a freaking awesome deal and also big frog t-shirts in beaverton oregon friends of the show they uh you know you're supporting a liberty-minded t-shirt shop at the same time so Look at this, the classic. This is, I mean, I'm wearing this one all over town. Compliance is violence. I got my black one here. Um, I think there's like a, yeah, $4 markup for to get it in black because of the printing process or whatever. So 20 bucks for a t shirt, you can't beat it. So look at this. Compliance is violence. When you comply, people die. So don't comply. So anyway, guys, t shirt shops on fire. Thank you so much for all of your support there. Of course, if you want to be up to date with the show, go over to uh, the Substack, rebunk.substack.com. As you can see, there's today's episode. Um, you know, every, I, I usually put out a few hours before we go live. It's got links to the show, summaries, links to all of our guests' information, which is also below. And wherever you're watching or listening to this, you can find all of Angela's links um, as we go along, which you'll definitely want to follow up on, um, all the, the affiliate links. But also, if you can't remember rebunk.substack.com just remember rebunk.news that's the main website that's the main landing page where you'll get all the links to everything related to the show you'll see the substack link right at the top the affiliate links including richard groves autonomy trs heavy metal detox link to the shirt shop and then the give send go if you just want to leave a little donation in the chip tip jar any other value for value donation options and then the, all the social media which needs to be updated i need to update some of these but basically rebunk news everywhere 
um, Telegram, Instagram, Twitter. Those are kind of the main spots where I hang out. And then uh, make sure you're subscribing on all audio podcast platforms. You can listen on the go. Five-star reviews go a long way to help drive the show to get in front of more people. So, all right, guys, thank you so much for that. Um, I, I apologize for the uh, late start and the uh, and the uh, introduction there. But anyway, I just want to I just want to introduce our guest to you today, guys. So today we have Angela Morris, one of my favorite truth seekers in the whole world, and I'm very excited. She's an energy worker, harmony catalyst, uh, energy worker, and she helps people shift their lives through deepening self-awareness, shifting limiting beliefs, and guiding them back into their own inner knowing. Um, she's committed to the path of individuation, wisdom, creativity, joy, balance, and truth. So everybody, please welcome Angela Morris to the show. What's up, Angela? What's up? Thank you for having me. Oh my God, what is going on? I got the wrong background. Hold on, there it is. My bad. There it is, Angela, the great Angela Morris. AngelaMorris.com. <laughs> How are you doing? Doing okay, awesome. Cool. How are you doing? Awesome. I'm doing really good. It's been Sounds busy good. last few weeks, man. It's been a busy yeah. last few weeks, but uh, yeah, it's good. Grateful to be able to catch up with you. I was able to help Angela out at her farm a few weekends, a few weeks ago. She's got all kinds of projects going on, like such a beautiful place you have there. Like I'm just, uh, you know, tell, I don't even know where to begin with that. Like just congratulations for that. Uh, <laughs> so let's, let's back up a little bit and uh, just get so much that you do kind of in the realm of like the truth movement and just getting information out there. But uh, just give us a little background. Like how did you come into this place? Um, you know, writing articles and helping other people along their path of enlightenment. Yeah. I mean, I think for me, I've, um, it was a slow roll awakening over, over my entire lifetime. You know, I was kind of in this process of not seeing things the way that others did. And like many people when 2020 hit, I had an epiphany and everything started to make sense. And um, I kind of tend to, you know, go hard in the paint as they say. So I, I already having kind of been on the path and on this spiritual journey, just really started deep diving into, you know, figuring out my place in the world essentially. And, just going further into my own inner knowing and trying to make sense of the world. And um, what am I doing here? And where am I going? And just all of these questions that naturally kind of evolve once you become more and more aware of the ways of the world around you. And um, through that process, just I really began this journey of working with my voice uh, that I felt like for most of my life had been, you know, <laughs> in the background, essentially. And or at least my true self, you know, it's like it, it, it's like the unveiling of my true nature. My true voice has been the real process, especially over the past four years mm -hmm. and working with that to bring forth my perspective on truth through writing and um, poetry and, and various things like that. Um, yeah. So that's just kind of the quick version of my story. Okay, perfect. Fantastic. And so, yeah, uh, I'm excited to get into all this. And so you kind of alluded to it there. Like it's, you know, I've had a similar path. I talk about a lot on the show in terms of like, you know, through COVID, 
through all of the nonsense of the last few years, like really being kind of almost propelled into a position in life that I never even dreamed of before. Like all of this podcasting, you know, all this stuff like happened post COVID, like, and then like the weeks after, you know, the big March, you know, lockdown, initial lockdown, like that's when we were kind of activated and decided to start podcasting. And so when I was talking to you before about what to talk about tonight, like what topics you wanted to cover, you know, you mentioned the idea of like the, the good things about COVID and like the good things about all the psyops we've been seeing. And I'm like, yes, because that's exactly <laughs> been my experience. Is that's like, you know, some people just all of the fear, all of the nonsense were enough to just completely like cut people out of the, at the knees and they just collapsed in fear and they just gave into it. But there's so many of us that like saw what was going on and just used that negative energy kind of like channeled it, filtered it and put it back out as like, positivity and oh my gosh out of it it's been like you know the the growth of like communities and just i think it's just been like the most amazing thing ever like i don't know i don't know i don't know about you but man these last few years have been the best years of my life by far so i don't know what that is why some people had such a horrible experience yeah well of course it was horrible there were some parts of it that just were just so demoralizing and awful and a lot of consequences happened because i wasn't towing the line but at the same time, in the overall grand scheme of things, it's been amazing. So tell me about like, what's your perspective on, on kind of the upside of this whole COVID situation for you? Yeah, I mean, I'm in the same boat. I think it's just such a blessing because like you, it, it kind of gave me that push I needed and I, I, I've changed my whole life. It's just open opened me up and opened doors and opened the way I think. And, and that's even changed drastically in the past, past four years. Um, you know, like you said, I've moved, I've reconnected with nature and I really gave myself the gift of taking the time to go on the inward journey, kind of in mm. par parallel with, you know, what was happening in the world around me. And, and to me, that's kind of the real blessing. It's like, okay, you're aware of the world. You're aware of these psyops. You're aware of <laughs> all of these things. And now what? And now what? Are you just going to stay in this perpetual fear-mongering loop of never-ending stories? Um, or <laughs> are you going to take that information and really deep dive into is this useful and how can I twist this to better align with where I want to go in my life instead of just putting all of my attention on that? I think there, it's like, to me, there's awakening from the awakening is what I call it. Mm. And there's, you know, that's kind of how I have felt like I've gone through because at first you're, you're not aware of things, right? You're, you're operating from more of that unconscious place. You're on the, rat wheel you're going in circles and then whatever finally clicks with you and you go into this awareness or awakening process and then you start your rabbit hole dives and you start to see everything but then what happens for me I started to see that now I'm giving the same thing my attention consciously right so we go from unconsciously kind of feeding the egregore not recognizing what we're doing and then 
you know, into this place where I'm consciously giving it so much attention because I want to know and I want to learn and I want to see. And I do feel like that is part of the awakening process. That is part of, it's almost like a rite of passage that you have to go through. But then, you know, there comes a point where you're at a threshold and, you know, for me, I was like, okay, I can feel this. I feel I'm at a threshold. I don't want to devote time to this anymore. I'm seeing the same thing over and over. Of course, there are things I still want to dive into and, and learn. I mean, that's just who I am. But mm-hmm. um, I, I reached a pinnacle of, all right, how can I pivot now? And I actually took time and, and it reminded me, I remember kind of when I first stopped watching television, you know, I think when people kind of take that first step and after you back away for a while, then you can see more clearly. So now do that with the truth stuff, right? Like Mm -hmm. now do it again, because now that's going to give you even more insight um, in kind of the same way, but it, it, we need that reprieve, you know, there has to be a breath, a, a movement into redirection of focus into what we want to create, what, how we want to live instead of just, you know, what's going on out there. What, what are they doing? You know, I I don't Mm -hmm. care what they are doing anymore. Um, Because I, I, I asked myself, what is my role in this? What is my role in the day? And I think it's really important to go go down that self rabbit hole of okay, mm-hmm. well, how did I contribute to this? How did how how did the choices I made unconsciously contribute to the world the way that it is? And and we have to take that self ownership and go through almost a grieving process of my part in it because I contributed to the day. And now I can choose different. I can choose better now that I have access to that perception and that way of seeing things in the world. Totally. And well, do you think that there's something to be said for, you know, when you give something attention, it grows, you know, I know that there's some saying for that, right? So with us sharing all of this, like the horrors of the world and then spreading that, does that actually help manifest it? Does that help create it? Or, you know, they say that the solution, and I fully believe in this, it's like the whole, uh, like the boycott mentality mentality where it's like, you know, just don't support things that you oppose. Right. And if enough of us do that, it would just starve it out. You know, all of these like evil corporations or anything like that. Like if we just like stop supporting all of them, they would disappear. And so, but yet we still give our attention and our financial attention and resources to these things, you know? And so they, they persist. So, you know, like with government, for example, like if we, if we just put a campaign for everybody to just stop voting, like if there wasn't a single person that voted would that like illegitimize the whole government. So is that how you kind of see our role? Like when, when it comes to like truth or stuff, like our engagement and participation with it actually creates and, and kind of manifests it. Is that what you're thinking? Well, I think it's a double-edged sword. It's like everything in life is a paradox, right? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's to me, it's not just, feeding it constantly. Like you want to be aware of things, but you don't want it to have control over you. That's where the inner work comes Mm -hmm. in. And also having control over how I spend my time, my time, my money, Mm -hmm. my attention, 
this is the value. And for, for example, there's the, um, the thing tomorrow. Oh yeah. Talking about. And I've been thinking a lot about this today because everyone is posting about it and everyone's like, Oh my God, this is going to happen. And, and they're changing up their whole day, what they would normally do. And so, okay, well, is that not feeding the beast? So it's like, okay, you can be aware of it, but if it's affecting your decisions and how you would live your life, that is a decision coming from fear, mm-hmm. not a decision coming from what is best for you. And even if it did happen, giving it that attention, I mean, is that how you really want to spend your time? I mean, it's, it's this continuous giving over our power because it might. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, that's in the future and I'm in the now. So, I'm, so it's just really, really dialing into these little everyday choices. You know, if somebody sends you a video or a TikTok or whatever, or the, the announcement for that tomorrow, do I really need to look at it? Have we gone through this before? And either way, if it happens or doesn't happen, what am I in control of? I mean, I'm in control of me living my life and taking care of me. So am I going to go ahead and plan my day? Yes. Does that mean that I don't think there's EMS or whatever out there or things that could affect us? Sure. But I also believe our mind, our centeredness, our energy can overcome all of that. So if I allow it to get into my field, then it's going to get into my field. Just like the whole placebo aspect of if I think I'm going to get sick, I'm going to get sick, right? It's this placebo of being that feed, that's what feeds it, right? Versus Mm -hmm. solutions or helping people dive deeper into knowing myself, knowing my role, knowing my part and being responsible for that because I can't control what anyone else is doing. I can only, I can only control my own choices. And so even like you said, even if we starve the system, which I do think is kind of how I look at it as well, there are, it's still going to exist because everyone is on a different trajectory and timeline and growth and has, you know, not everyone is going to wake up or maybe they're not meant to. I don't know. I only know what I can do. So should we plant seeds? Sure. But who is listening, right? Who's really listening? And this is a hard lesson I had to learn because I was like, oh, you know, I can plant seeds. But I think it really comes down to, to how you're living and how you're expressing yourself in the world beyond just telling people that, Oh, I, you don't know. And I know, well, everyone, everyone knows something that, that you don't know. Like everyone has different, whether they're awake or not awake. So it's just finding this way of moving through the world that is a little bit less harsh because that energy, that resistance, that fear it's, it's not useful. It's not, it's not really helping you live the life you want to live. And I just see so many people and I'm like, do you really in 10 years want to still be talking about 
the same thing because the psyops have the same formula, right? It's the same formula. It's the same um, plea to the emotional state that puts people in a reactive mode instead of a response, um, a way of responding. So I don't know. I think it's also kind of can be fun and humorous in a way too. Like mm-hmm. it has many personalities. Yeah. You know, within it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and yeah, the thing about tomorrow, it's so crazy because like, who knows? Well, I will say, first of all, you're in a great position. You know, you're out in the country. You don't have to be too worried about it when everybody's uh, <clears throat> graphene oxide gets triggered from the vaccines and everyone turns into a zombie. So you'll be perfectly fine when that happens. But in the meantime, <clears throat> uh, yeah. And so, but it's funny. So we're going to be doing a podcast tomorrow. So we're doing a pirate stream media episode. Courtney Turner, Ryan from Last American Vagabond and I are going to be doing a show while it's happening. So we're kind of be going to be doing like a, a watch party, like a female alert watch party tomorrow and completely unintentionally. Like we scheduled this episode and we were just messaging earlier today. Like, Hey, isn't that like at the exact same time we're going to be doing? So yeah. So inadvertently we're doing a little watch party tomorrow during the thing. So if it all goes crashing down, we'll be live on the air and you'll hear it first on, on our little show. So I think that's, <laughs> yeah, hilarious. I think that's great. I actually scheduled a, um, a client call tomorrow during it as well. And I'm like, cool. I'm like, I will not be phased. I'm going on with my regular day. So we shall see <laughs> what happens and, yeah, you know, roll with the budget. <laughs> yep, exactly. I'm, I'm just, yeah. So we'll see. We'll see. So, um, so tell me about some of the things. So if you guys go to, uh, Angela Morris.com, so this is her website, beautiful website, all kinds of great stuff, uh, about Angela and working with her. So what, what kind of, uh, services do you provide? In terms of like, yeah, I'm just so curious. So the, the, the energy work, um, you know, talking about uh, sh- shifting, limiting beliefs. Like, like, tell us more about that. Like, I'm so curious. Yeah. So um, I, I do many things, but one of them is, you know, working with people, um, especially, you know, if, if you're a truther out there and you're kind of been stuck in this place where you're, okay, I'm aware I've been programmed. Now what? You know, so what are you doing to reprogram yourself? And I think it's so important because we have these limiting beliefs and then we bring them up. We become aware of them. And then there has to be clarity and what you what you now believe or what you now know and how to bring that into your everyday life, how to bring that into your subconscious, which is ultimately driving most of your choices. And so I can walk people through that process um, or where they're struggling to kind of help people unwind, (laughs) take what they've unlearned and, and then, you know, shift that into focusing on where you want to focus. Um, yeah, so that's just one thing I do. I do feng shui as well. I work mm-hmm. with people, again, on the subconscious side of that because our environments are so influential in our lives, including our digital environment, including, you know, how what are we feeding our mind? And it's, you know, one thing I learned throughout my process as, as, in the truther world was this constant taking in of information eventually it kind of it begins to consume you instead Mm -hmm. of you consuming it so there needs to be kind of a 
integration period and a, a stepping back into figuring out how to operate <laughs> without this, it can, you know, it kind of becomes like an addiction in a way. It's kind of oh, like yeah. the social, the social media set everyone up for that in a sense. So it's just, okay, this constant needing to feed the what's now, what happened. And as long as you're kind of in that state, it's like an over, overreactive nervous system, right? And it's like, oh my gosh, like I have to get back into my myself and pull away from all of that. Um, so yeah, you know, I have various programs that I'm always working on and offering to work with, um, you know, women to help them shift out of this busy bee mentality and move into... Um, move off the rat, the rat race and mm. really figure out <laughs> what you want. You know, I think whether you're looking at it from a truth or perspective or someone who is completely unaware of that, if you're sucked into the system and kind of um, allowing yourself to be victimized by it, even if you're unaware sometimes we just need a little bit of guidance to shift that. And I think I personally believe everyone has that within them. And it's, I like working with people to bring them back into themselves. You know? mm -hmm. Oh yeah. I think that's such a, I mean, that's the biggest gift we can give ourselves is when we find a way, you know, the rat race, the matrix, whatever you want to call it, we find a way to slowly or just leap our way out of that and find our, our own way in the world. You know, I've been so mm -hmm. blessed to have that opportunity with my endeavors these last few years, I know in talking to you, like you're, you're, you're moving like so close to exclusively like being on your own. You know what I mean? So what, can you tell us a little bit about that? Like what your journey has been like exiting the rat race, like finding your own talents and then just sticking to your principles and having that be the foundation for who you are in the world and like, you know, a source of revenue and just like the way you're able to just fully embrace who you are and have that be who you are. Like, how did that come about? Like, where are you at in that? And then um, we'll get to like, what, what advice would you give to somebody who's still trapped out there? Just kind of broad overview. And of course, if people want to learn more, they can book a session with you. But in the meantime, like what would, how did you, where are you at in this journey? Yeah, it's like, oh, that was a lot. Um, yeah, sorry. I think what I recognized through the scamdemic was it gave me the opportunity to, to really define and become more aware of what my values are. Mm -hmm. And like you and many others um, that would be watching this, there was, I am not wavering. It, this is just, this is not going to happen. This doesn't, this doesn't work for me. And so it was kind of a process of moving through this need to fight something and fight the system and be in this state of resistance into finding my way into a more, a relaxed way of being in that sovereignty. You know, it's like not needing to feel like I have to push the edge all of the time. And the quote, what resists persists. It's like I was feeling that and it was showing up in my life in other ways because I was in this resistant state of, I can't believe this is happening and pointing a finger at the day. And I'm like, wait a minute, that's, that's victimhood. It doesn't matter to me what they're out there, who the they are, whether it's the government or pharma or Bill Gates, whatever, whoever and whatever it is, 
as long as I'm pointing the finger and blaming someone else, I'm not working on me. I'm not taking responsibility mm. for me. So I really started to dive into that and work on doing some, you know, journaling. Okay. How can I look at this situation? How can I, what can I find good in it? And how can I shift my mindset around that? And I think it's really powerful to just do this. Just take time, even compact, find, can you find compassion for Bill Gates? Can you find compassion for someone you call your enemy? It's not easy. Mm -hmm. And it's a fun challenge, I think, because we're all human and we, we talk about people we don't even know. We don't know where they came from, what their real motives may be. I don't know. I don't know him, but it's, it's fun practice to go through that. Okay. I'm pointing the finger at everyone else, but am I perfect? What in me is, you know, we, we like to call things evil, but what in me is not living up to par. And so um, I've really unpacked a lot of that in my own self, because again, it just keeps coming back to like, that's where I have control. That's where my responsibility lives and helping others come back into themselves. And um, yeah, so it's been, it's been quite a ride and, and I've changed so much, even in four years and three years and two years. And I can just see things evolving more into a place where I am just not worrying about so much. And I'm really focused on trying to live in the present and I feel more peace than I've ever felt. Despite all these things going on in the world, I have this inner peace and I, I challenge people to not only look to find compassion in what you call your enemy, but to really look at your own, you know, part in this because we're all responsible and um, our words have power. So how are we showing up and are we just sharing from a place of fear or are we sharing from a place of solutions or this is this is what worked for me or let's try this or let's you know it, it's there's just so many ways to go about it without getting sucked into the negativity um i, I mean and i do think you know it's inevitable that you're going to go through a dark night of the soul you can't escape mm -hmm. it right because each person has their stuff. And, um, but then after you move through that, it, it, it's really focusing on how you're showing up every day and, and just really trying to stay in that present moment as much as possible. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And, and then in doing so, you know, we find ourselves over a period of time in a place where we've created a life for ourselves that's based solely around, you know, living on our principles and values. You know what I mean? And it's such a powerful place to be in. It's such an amazing place to be in. And like, I never would have had the courage to do any of this stuff if it wasn't for COVID and all this nonsense. You know what I mean? And I would have still, I'd still probably be working in a, a, in a freaking office job in Eugene, Oregon still to mm -hmm. this day. 
like trying to climb the ladder in some clinical environment where that I wasn't really too happy in it in the first place. I mean, it was, it was all right, but you know, still the life I live today is such a far departure from that. It's just like so incredible. So <clears throat> what would be like some tangible advice you would give to somebody who is stuck in like a job that they hate or feels like goes against their morals or values. Let's say they work at like a pharmaceutical company or like, who knows, like working at some place that's forced them to wear a mask or anything like that. Like even still, like what would be your advice to someone like that? who's been demoralized and beaten down into a place where they're just, they're, they're ready to make a move or they don't know how to make a move and try to, to find their calling in the world. What would be your advice to them? Yeah, I think, I think there's a couple of ways to go about it because, you know, each person has their own path and some people have families and kids and responsibilities. But instead of just saying, well, I had to, or I have to, or that's the way it is, or, mm -hmm. you know, I was forced or whatever, got to shift that narrative in your mind and say, okay, but here's what I can do. And if you can't leave that job today, or you can't, you know, whatever it is, what can you do while you're there to resist? What can you do while you're there to find the silver lining? Because I am not one in throwing the baby out with the bathwater. I think, you know, we all think we know what we would do in someone else's shoes, but I'm not walking in their shoes. So finding compassion for yourself while also just taking steps every day towards your next, your next thing and having some faith as well. I mean, we're all trying to figure it out. I'm still trying to figure out I'm, I've got multiple things going on. You know, I don't have all the answers, but I know that a little by little by little, um, it's going to work out. And I also know that I know where my line in the sand is, right? Mm -hmm. So you need to look at yourself and, and know what your values are and know where your line in the sand is and go through that scenario in your mind so that if it happens, you're prepared and you're not just caught blindsided. Like, Oh, what am I going to do? And I always say this and people look at me like I'm crazy, but this has been a very valuable tool for me in my life. Well, people don't want to look at this, but I, I promise it works. What is the worst case scenario? Mm. You die. Okay all right, am I scared of dying? Okay, well, let me examine that because ultimately that drives a lot of people's choices is fear of death. So when you get over that, okay, well, what's the next worst thing? I'm going to embarrass myself. Well, probably not the first time I've embarrassed myself. So, okay, what now? What's the next worst thing? So when you really start to allow yourself to look at what is the absolute worst thing that can happen, it actually frees you. It actually helps uh, enliven that courage in you because we're all going to die. <laughs> you know, if I know where my life in the stand is and that's what happens. Okay. Like it's all right. You know, it's like, it just frees you from all of this worry of what could happen or might happen and, and takes away some of that stress. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And, and that's such an interesting way to put it. Yeah. What is the worst thing that could happen? Like I lose my job, right? Am I just going to sit in my room until I literally starve to death? Like, oh, well, I guess that's it. I'm just going to sit here and I don't have any food. And then the, the life slowly just evaporates out of me and I just fall over and die. Like that's like, obviously we'll be in a position where, like we're so resilient and we're so 
purposeful that we will be pushed beyond what we thought we could do, you know? So I would even encourage people to like, get uncomfortable. You know, that's when the true growth happens. Take risks, like bet on yourself, bet on mm -hmm. yourself and your ability to thrive in this world. You know, it is scary. It is terrifying sometimes, but <laughs> yeah. you know, but, but it is, it is the real deal. And I've also found like the universe I was just talking to, in fact, a uh, graveyard pirate, he was watching the show here. We were talking about this. He's the, my buddy that we were working on that job oh. earlier today he was, we were having this conversation and talking about how like the universe has just kind of like a rhythm and a cadence to it. You know, like when, when you're going through a hard time, it's kind of seems like that kind of resolves itself naturally. And then maybe some time goes by and then another situation, another obstacle. Right. And then that kind of resolves itself. And then another obstacle pops up and it's not like all the horrible things happen at once. It all just kind of happens like in a rhythm. It has like a natural mm -hmm. flow to it. And uh, almost the same as like, I mean, with me, the handyman stuff is really interesting because, you know, I'm at a place now where I, uh, and I promise this is relevant, but what I'm saying is like, uh, <laughs> I, I almost like don't really advertise or anything like that anymore. I just like allow stuff to come to me. And if I don't have any jobs like three weeks out or anything like that, I kind of just don't worry about it because it just comes. It like always comes right at the time when I need it every single time it's so trippy and i'm just like watching that in the same way that i'm just watching like the natural flow of life happening and not being in like a scarcity mentality mm -hmm. or or in a fear mentality and so when we approach the unit like the whole our whole lives like that and, and if we are in a place of fear and we feel trapped in jobs or, or relationships or whatever it is like just understand like the universe is like delivering you somewhere else you know do, do you have those beliefs do you believe that, that we're kind of being carried forth into something more purposeful in our lives? Oh yeah, absolutely. I completely align with everything you just shared. And yeah. also I think to add to that, I think it's really important to put yourself in uncomfortable situations mm -hmm. because we're not here to just sit around and just be happy all the time. I mean, what a bore that would be. We're here to grow. We're here to experience this life and and so if you intentionally put yourself in situations that require creativity and courage or doing what scares you, putting yourself in, in those uncomfortable situations, then it's almost like you get to choose it instead of waiting for the universe to choose it for you because you're, something is going to happen. Like you said, it's the, it's the, the laws of nature, you know, that, that ebb and flow, there will be something. So why not, why not make it happen? Why not get uncomfortable on your own accord and see what might happen for you? And, and I certainly can speak to that. And I've done that my whole life. It's like, Oh, I'm scared of heights. I'm going to go jump out of a plane. Oh, whatever, whatever scares me. It's like, that is what you should go and do. Wherever the fear is, that's what that's the tug. That's where the intuition is like, ah, you know, because it's hard. And yet on the other side of that, it's so freeing. And oh my gosh, why didn't I do that sooner? And I know everyone yes. has a story like that. Everyone yes. has a story. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. When we like walk headfirst into whatever it is that's keeping us in fear or, you know, like, like public speaking or just doing anything that we're like, Oh my God, I'm terrified of doing that. But when you go do it, you realize it's not that bad. Like you kind of build a resilience to it and it kind of carries over into other areas of your life. It's like, Oh yeah, I can handle that. I can handle almost anything. And, and so the more we build up our fear muscle or our courage muscle, right. Mm -hmm. That actually 
carries over into other areas. And that's, that's so true. And that's the, that's, that's what literally this whole last few years were is that it mm -hmm. kind of forged us into these people that have just become so thick skinned and so resilient. And it's like, Oh, you're going to take away my channel or my Instagram, <laughs> or you're going to, you're going to call me a conspiracy theorist. Okay. Well, that's great. You know, I love it. Bring it on, bring it on. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, yeah. and so whatever's happening, whatever's going to happen next, you know, we're, we've been completely fortified to handle it. You know, I'm just like, bring it on. I, I've joked about this before on the show, but it's like, you know, once they were talking about all the COVID nonsense ramping back up again and all the vaccines and the masks, I was like, quietly, I'm like, yes, this is going to be <laughs> awesome. Can't wait. <laughs> like, here we go again. <laughs> I think looking at it like that is so, it makes it fun. Oh, yeah. cool. I get, I get to like challenge mm -hmm. myself again. I get to go experience something like again. I get to. Yep. Oh, I get to do it differently this time because last time I was like not as a, um, you know, smooth sailing. I got kicked out of some places. I, you know, I, I, I had some interesting experience. It was an interesting experience. Was it bad or good? No, it was interesting. It taught me something about myself. So okay, whatever is going to happen, it's it's going to happen, and. I'm going to learn about me. I'm going to get to know me by getting to experience it and, and see, see how I respond. And sometimes I'm going to respond horribly and sometimes I'm going to do really great. And instead of judging that, just being like, that was interesting. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, we got a lot of cool comments in the chat. So our mutual really good friend, I have the doodle bug. Uh, hope you know who that is. She, she's saying uh, prepping is on the inside. Mm -hmm. yeah so we're all stockpiling and buying ammo and <laughs> and uh storable food but the real prepping is on the inside what are your thoughts like, on that i love it i love it it's you know everything in the outer is a mirror of the inner so when you find more calm than when you go into these experiences it's you're it's not it, the outcome is going to be different than if you weren't that way from the inside so i love yeah. that she called that prepping on the inside because That's I do great. think it's, and also, you know, don't be an idiot, you know, stock sure. up on some stuff, totally. but do you need to go crazy? No, just build, build those connections and trust yourself. Learn to trust yourself. Mm -hmm. Learn to learn to have faith. Like you said, the next job, the next thing, whatever it is, it's going to show up. And um, yeah, that's a really cool. I love really that. Cool you got to make a shirt for that doodle bug. But, uh, <laughs> and then of course, Colleen's in the other chat, Colleen, big shout out to Colleen. She's one of my favorite people in the world also, but she, apparently she's going to be on a plane tomorrow during the whole thing. So good luck with that. Colleen wishing you the best there. Um, she's saying how, uh, a smooth sea never made a skilled sailor. That's right. Mm -hmm. You know, you can't just surf through life and expect, you know, and that's, that's probably the half the problem with all these nonsense people that are kind of running the show. It's like they've never had a day of adversity in their life. And they're like, Oh, poor mm -hmm. me, I'm going to take over the world. You know, mm -hmm. <laughs> they don't, they don't know what it's like to grind, but that's yeah. hilarious. Yeah. So, okay. So for me, probably the biggest solution to all of this is the idea of like building community, right? The idea of having a network of people that you can, you built trust with like friendships, the ability to rely on each other. And that's actually how I met you was through this local 
kind of freedom centered group here in Nashville, uh, centered around uh, make Americans free again, Dr. Pam Popper. So there's a local meetup that gets hosted here. Big shout out to Mark and Michelle. You guys are the best. I know I've been such a bad community member cause I just, I've been so busy on Tuesday nights. I haven't been able to make it out there, but it's just such a beautiful thing that that happens when people kind of come together and align around similar ideals, similar views, and kind of share a purpose and a mission and really just trying to build community, you know, and it kind of starts there. But I feel so good about the fact that like, and I met so many amazing people through that group and so many opportunities and so many um, projects have kind of been born out of that. And mm -hmm. so can you tell us a little bit about your experience and like the idea of building community and how important that is for awakening from the awakening? <laughs> Well, hey, I think it's very important, but also I'm kind of like slow roll on that. You know, oh, okay. it's, um, it's, I think it's really important to know yourself and uh, there's like a sense of allowing, right? Like, and letting go, you know, letting go of, and I, I know probably you've had to let go of people in the past yeah. four years. I've had to let go of people letting go of people situations, whatever it is that no longer aligns with who we are, where our values are. And, and then, you know, start putting yourself out there and then people will start to kind of show up in unusual ways. And so I've had that happen and I've, you know, made friends as well with people, not even local. So we think, yeah. Oh, community is always local, which is important. But also, I feel like I have a community of people that I could get in my car and drive to as well, you know, in other places in the world. So it's, I think it's really important. Um, and I think it can be really challenging as well, because a lot of people feel very isolated and have to move through these waves of how do I interact in the world again? How do I go out and, you know, talk to someone at the gas station, whatever. It, it's kind of a rebirth back into showing up, being in the world and not of the world. You know, you're going to have to interact with others and not just discounting everyone as well. Um, it's really challenging. It's really challenging for sure. Yeah. It's tough. Those connections. I mean, I've definitely had that experience. Have you had the experience of anybody reaching back out to you and being like, well, you might've been right about a few things. Have you had that experience at all? Not really. I mean, I've had a few kind of <laughs> a little bit, but uh, I have had people reach out. Mm -hmm. They didn't really want to talk about things, but they did reach out and try to find some sort of a common ground and try to have a, a point of reconnection. And I think that's where it's, it's our responsibility to let go of the need for validation. Do oh. I need them to apologize to me? No, I don't. It's, we're all in a different place. It, that there has to be a sense. Uh, there's certainly a time and place for that, depending on how the, pitfall, you know, unfolded for you, but also there's time and place to move on, let go and step into that higher place. Um, so that there can be some rekindling so that 
your voice can be heard. And um, I, I like to put myself in their shoes sometimes. I'm like, think how hard it would be to not be the black sheep, right? And yeah. you went out and you did all of these things and then you start to realize the truth. That's a really hard place to be. So instead of expecting them to apologize, why not lean in and should that time come, just show some love because totally. that sucks. And, you know, I feel for them. Yeah, totally. I, I agree. I've had, I've had a few of those pretty substantial ones, actually. People reaching out and like, whoa, damn, I was completely wrong. I'm sorry. And like then it kind of opens up the gate. And there was like no no need for like an apology or anything. It's like, you know, it's just right. like, okay, awesome. Now we can just like mm -hmm. be normal again the way we were. It's like, like I, you know what I mean? It's like this, this whole mm -hmm. last few years created this like schism and this divide. And when mm -hmm. I lived out in Oregon, it was so in your face, like all like I was a part of this like, you know, recovery community and I was the one of very small numbers of people. And I was in like an administrative role in that community and like only one in that role out of like 15 other people that they thought I was like the worst person in the world for like my views on this dude. And it was like, like, you know, months before these were like my family, like my best friends, mm -hmm. my family, you know what I mean? And like, all of a sudden I'm like, mm, yeah, I'm good on that mask. And no, I'm still going to go to meetings. I'm sorry. I'm not going to like not go to meetings. I'm sorry. And, uh, that therefore I was the worst person in the world. And so that, that was just like, that was crazy. That was such a crazy time. And one of the main reasons I left Oregon is just like this place. I can't, I just felt so disillusioned by just like, you know, that whole situation of like these people that's like, you know me, you know, I'm not a bad person, but still like this, mm -hmm. this whole thing created this thing in their head where all of a sudden I'm the horrible person. It was just really, really, a really awful situation, but, uh, but it's all good, but it's all good. So, you know, I, I love just being able to go then go back and reconnect. I have been able to reconnect with a couple of those people and, and we were just able to talk, you know, before there was like no dialogue. You know, I think that you, there wasn't the like they 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 kind of probably thought that I felt certain ways about certain things. Like they probably thought mm -hmm. I was like, you know, well, you know, the media is like probably telling, oh, he's a white supremacist, domestic mm -hmm. terrorist, all this stuff. It's like but but then once you actually we were able to sit down and talk and like kind of hash it out, then it was like then we could just go back to the way it was before and just like have just like mutual respect and love for each other. No big deal. You know, so opening up those lines of dialogue is probably, you know, one of the solutions. But it's almost like these days they make it so that you can, that's even forbidden, forbidden to even talk, have a dialogue with the other side, you know? And, mm -hmm. and I even cringed personally at the, the thought of it. Like some of these, some of these people you see, I'm like, like, you, I don't even know if I could have a conversation with some of these people, but it's like, you know, but that is the solution. That is the solution is having a conversation. But, mm -hmm. Yeah. But uh, do you have any thoughts on that at all? Or, Well, I just think it, it, for me, it taught me that, I can be the villain. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. You know, because that's the role I was put in as well. And it's such a misunderstanding when you're coming from such a caring place and yet you're villainized and it, it's learning to step into that. And that's also that place where you have to recognize the humanness in everyone. And I don't know what, another person's journey is or what their thoughts are. And this is where that kind of learning to be not just a truther, but finding yeah. honesty, honesty with yourself. The more honest you are with yourself, the more honest you can be with others. 
and there's a bridge in there somewhere in that that place and and where that compassion lives yeah definitely definitely well one of the things i want to ask you too so i get the sense that kind of when, when you're talking about you know helping people awaken from the awakening we're kind of talking about people who have been way down the rabbit hole and have kind of reached a play, place of like being kind of black pilled like oh geez mm -hmm. like I have all this information. I know about like Hillary Clinton trafficking kids out of Haiti. And like, I know everything about, you know, the, the, the hollow earth theory and all this stuff. Like what the hell do I do right. now? Right. So like that, the, the, right. but, but, but also there's this huge uh, demographic of people who are now just coming into this information for the first time and are mm -hmm. maybe just like just waking up. So right. what would be your message to the people who are just kind of, arriving at some of these, uh, some of this information themselves and are just starting to form new opinions about the way the world is. And uh, what would be your advice to them to keep them from getting sucked into the black pill despair zone? Yeah. I always say it's okay to go in the dark, but always yes. leave a light on, always leave a light on because you need a reprieve. You need someone who can help, <laughs> help you kind of navigate your way out and not just get in there to the point where you aren't functioning in your daily life. So if you have a, a have someone or another truth or whoever has helped you kind of see things from a new lens, reach out to them because it, it can feel very lonely and, I think people just need to understand that that's okay. And that is part of it. That is part of it. Learning to be alone, learning to feel all these emotions because they need to move through you. And the dark night of the soul is not, it's not fun, but it's a necessary part of kind of cleansing out all of the programming in order to come out the other side. So it's kind of a, a waiting game, you know, it's, mm -hmm. it's a process. And um, it can be very depressing. So it, it's finding that discipline. Like maybe someone hears this and they're like, okay, I'm kind of going in this cognitive dissonance. Like set a game plan. If you're in that place and you're watching stuff, have a game plan of how much time you're going to spend or, or what you're going to pay attention to. Because what's going to happen is you're going to pay attention to things. and want to take in a lot of information really, really quickly. And then that information has to have somewhere to go. You know, it's almost mm -hmm. like it needs an integrated process in the body. So, so take one topic, dive into it, come back out, allow that time to integrate into your way of being in the world. Oh, let me, you know, let me see what it's like out here now that I have this belief, whereas I had this other belief my entire life. It don't feel the need to have to do everything at once mm -hmm. because I mm -hmm. think that's a natural inclination because it's very exciting and you just want to know and you want to know and you want to know, but you already have all that you need to know inside of you. Mm. And so it's that recognizing that no matter what books I read, no matter what videos I watch, at the end of the day, it's tapping into that inner knowing and learning how to feel it in your body. And just, you don't even have to go down rabbit holes, really. You don't even have to listen to anyone. 
you just ask yourself, how do I feel? How do I feel in my body about this, about the shape of the earth? I go outside. What, am, what is my experience? Just literally tap into your own um, questions and connection with the divine energy and just see what comes up for you. You're going to know, you're going to recognize that you already know everything you need to know. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. And, and, yeah, it's going to save a lot of people a lot of despair. Just realize you have all the tools you need inside of you and just move forward with that. And and I would also say too, yeah, while you're doing your self-journey, like look for other people that, should, that, that, that you can kind of run these ideas off of and find community, find other like-minded people, whether it's online, you know, yes, some of my best friends in the world I've never met before. You know what I mean? They're, they're just my internet friends, but it's like, and I'll tell you what though, the coolest thing ever is to get to meet some of your internet friends in real life. I've had the opportunity to have that experience the last couple of years, quite a bit where you get to know people through, podcasting zoom calls all this stuff and oh my god mm -hmm. it's like the greatest thing ever when you actually get yeah. to give each other a hug in real life so mm -hmm. cultivate those online friendships and whatever you can and uh you know and then if you are in a place that's like you don't really know how to navigate it reach out to angela angela will help you out with that so <laughs> well we're kind of winding down here angela well, tell us about your your sub stack i love this oh irrational yeah, sage so. yeah <laughs> Well, you know, I figure we, um, in a world where everyone is telling you what to do, that's rational, what you should do. <laughs> I'm going to cross post this one right here. Is... I'm going to cross post this on, on, uh, on mine right here. Angela's <laughs> Substack. Check it out. Bam. So this will pop up on my Substack. So everybody, if you go to the irrational .substack.com and then subscribe to her and then, um, yeah, but tell us about, tell us a little more about it. Sorry to interrupt there. I just wanted to give you a shout. Uh, so I was just, I was just saying that's where the, you know, the rational sage comes in because it's, it's unconventional wisdom, you know, do, and kind of what we've all done in the past um, four years, do the opposite. <laughs> if the government's telling you to do it, you probably want to do the opposite and, and listening to yourself and taking those risks and not always doing what, what might be perceived as the rational thing by your family and your friends and everyone in society that's um, shocked that you would do that or say that. But <laughs> but if that's what's true for you, then you should do it. So I yeah. started started the Substack just to express some of the things that we've talked about today in my journey with with truth and questioning things and continuously looking at things from a different perspective. Yeah, that's great. And you're quite the prolific writer. Like you are constantly writing. I just love it so much. Like I, it's very inspiring. Do you want to tell us about new earth almanac at all? That's where I first came across your work and and that little community. Yeah, absolutely. So that's where I really started writing where my work was first published. And I really recommend people, um, check out the new earth almanac it's a daily devotional and um covers a lot of topics from truth and spirituality and just really um beautiful people in there and i've had the opportunity to read some of your work as well scott i loved the article on integrity and that's just such an important value for me and so um yeah go check it out it's it's subscriber based and um, a really, really valuable tool that's inspirational. So if you are, are 
trying to pull yourself out of that dark rabbit hole and need some inspiration, check out the New Earth Almanac. Yeah, that's awesome. I'll put that in the episode description too. I forgot to add that, but it's newearthalmanac.com folks. And yeah, I have been publishing there. That's right. It's a fantastic little, yeah. so it's, it's online newearthalmanac.com, but also they have a print magazine as well. So you can like order an actual physical printed in holding your hand, beautiful magazine. So shout out to Karem, Marcy and the team over there that put that together. It's a uh, quite a little, it's just so cool to see like all these little projects popping up. It's like we, I think I met Karem at that meetup and she was like, Oh my, like I was, we were putting on this other event at one time and she's like, Oh my God, well, we're putting on a magazine. I'm like, Oh my God, that's so amazing. And she's like, Oh my God, you're, well, you're doing so amazing. We're like, well, we got to hang out and figure out how we can kind of bring our two projects together. And it's just been really, really cool. And, uh, that's one of the cool things about all these meetups and gatherings, like all these people that are in like the freedom community are all doing really cool stuff. Like each, everybody there is doing really cool stuff. And it's just like, when you get to meet them and, and, and then kind of, it's, you kind of see how, oh, maybe we can collaborate on this or we can collaborate on that, or there's a project here or a project right. there. It's just, it's so invigorating. Like, I don't know about like, you know, on the, on these like, like crazy radical Antifa protests, like where they, they get together and they're like, yeah, man, we're going to make, we're making like bombs where we, we're going to pee, we're going to pee in water bottles, bro. Like, like I'm just all about peeing in water bottles and going to rallies. Like that's all they do is they pee in water bottles and then that's all they, I mean, that's all they do. And look at us. We got magazines, yeah. we got sub stacks. It's just like, it's crazy, man. So, so that's, much that's the beauty yeah. in the, that's the beauty in the science, right? You, yep. you end up finding yourself doing things that you never thought you would do that you didn't know was in you and yep. new create creative uh, aspects of yourself emerge and get to share that with others of like mind and, and, and then you end up here. So, yeah. Yep. Yep. It's pretty yeah. awesome. It's pretty awesome. Well, right on Angela. Well, th thank you so much for coming on tonight. Like that was super cool. Just give the people real quick, anywhere you want to send them to follow and support your work. Oh, well, you can just go to AngelaMorris.com and through there you can find my Instagram, YouTube, Substack, um, other events coming up. I have a local event coming up and oh, that's um, right. Tell us about that. Tell yeah. us about that. Yeah, I have a local event coming up that's going to be a day retreat um, at my homestead where I'm going to help uh, people kind of work, do a little shadow work, a little manifestation and subconscious reprogramming. And it'll just be a fun, a fun day. So if you're in the area, um, take a look at that. Cool. In the middle Tennessee area at the Golden Door Homestead. I love that. Yeah, it's very, very, very fitting. Very fitting. <laughs> awesome. Right on, guys. Well, uh, yeah, links are in the episode description. Make sure you go follow and support Angela. Go find her on Instagram. All that good stuff. So, all right, guys. Yeah, uh, got another, another episode coming up Thursday. And, uh, yeah, just keep crushing out there. And I'll uh, talk to you guys soon. Thanks for tuning in. Peace. Thank you so much. Thank you.